Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another uh, Get Minted podcast, uh, where we empower men and women over 45 to take control of their health and fitness. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the neuroscience aspect of everything uh, and why it matters when it comes to exercise and fitness. Uh, our guest today is our very own founder, um, Colin, as well as our head coach, Brad Cubbage. Welcome, guys. What's up, Andrew? Thanks for having us. All right. Thanks, Andrew. So right off the bat, I'm, we, we understand the physical aspect of it. We understand in terms of the importance of exercising and, and keeping our body strong. But I don't think a lot of us really take the time to understand the importance of the neuroscience aspect of it. So um, Brad, maybe you can shed some light in terms of why it's important for us to teach our clients that. Well, um, you know, the, the body is a wonderful packaged, well-packaged mechanism that, you know, people like to keep in shape and they like to look good and keep in, uh, and stay healthy and out of pain and such. Um, but it's all run by one very important organ and that's the brain. Um, and what we try to do with the neurology piece of our training is make sure that people understand and know how to move properly and without pain. And by doing so, have improved their quality of life. So we make sure that um, you know, we incorporate what's called Z-Health into our training. Um, and Z-Health is uh, very important to reducing pain, um, improving movement, and just general overall well-being. Nice. And so anybody who has actually gone through a functional movement screening, um, part of the screening process is the visual and vestibular aspect, which is based on C-Health, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Um, and some, what are some of the things that you actually look for? Uh, what are some of the things that uh, we're trying to understand um, when you're doing those tests in terms of why Z, uh, where Z-Health actually comes into play? Um, well, specifically regarding the visual vestibular um, testing, you know, you're looking for dysfunctions throughout the visual system, um, and then you also are looking for same thing, dysfunctions around the vestibular system, which is just your inner ear, the fluid that lives inside the ear canals. Um, if there's dysfunction, then you're going to have mismatch of, um, of systems, and between those two systems, those two systems are... Uh, as far as the brain is concerned, top priority. Um, visual is top, vestibular is second. Um, and the third system is proprioceptive, which is just movement in general. Um, so when I'm testing in an evaluation, I'm looking for those dysfunctions and I'm looking for uh, the body's ability to work each one separately and then integrate. Um, so if there's a dysfunction in, in the visual system, that's a that's um, something that you would want to correct uh, and, and make better. Same thing with, with the vestibular system. If the vestibular system isn't working correctly, then the visual system is gonna be a little bit off. Um, and then you just wanna make sure that you're working those systems to create a better, um, a better output uh, as it were. So making sure that, again, systems need to match up, they need to work together to create better performance. 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm most definitely, I think one of the things that we we oftentimes kind of forget is that, uh, you know, where it all stems from. Uh, as, as we all get older, naturally, not only do we uh, get a little bit weaker in terms of our, you know, just our strength, um, but we always talk about uh, losing some balance or you hear about the stories about people losing balance or, or losing um, just the ability to, to recover from certain things like um, or prolonged recovery from vertigo or, or, or headaches and migraines and just different functionalities that our body struggles with, um, especially when we, when we are getting, um, as we go through the aging process and, and our eyesights are getting worse and our hearing's getting worse and all that, I would imagine that a lot of that also plays into it as well if we're not taking care of that aspect. Right, yeah, you have to, you have to take uh, into account some of those uh, those age factors and outside forces, you know, if somebody has had a, um, the eye surgery done, like cataract surgery or LASIK, or they've had something in their ears, you have to take all that stuff into consideration. Um, even if, you know, as we age, you get more deaf in one ear, right? That is, that's important for me to know so that I can adjust my testing and adjust the drills that I use to make sure that we're still uh, you know, you may not, uh, you may not be able to fix what's going on, but you can make things better. You can help the brain adjust and readapt to what you can do, which is really one of the coolest things about the neurology piece. Sure. I and just, I, I, I was going to add a, a little background on some of this stuff. Um, just for the audience so they know a little bit of what we're talking about. Uh, one, I wanted to make sure everybody knew what Z Health is because it's um, it's a company that has really sourced the best information out there and brought it into a kind of a way that can educate others on how to use these high-level uh, techniques. And so it's, it, it's just trying to find what is the best information out there and, and they are very focused on neurology and, and how the brain communicates with the body and how we can utilize that information to get the best performance out of the body so how do we reduce pain how do we increase strength how do we increase mobility that's what z health is doing so when we talk about doing z drills or or that we're incorporating z health it just means that we've done, and especially Brad, has done a lot of uh, education with this company that helps him to understand how the brain and the body connect and how we can get the best results possible for our clients. That's the health. Um, the other thing which kind of got touched on, but in case I just want to make a clear connection, that the vestibular system is your balance system. Those, those inner ear canals, there's fluid in them. When you turn, when your body turns, it's helping you to know where your body is in space. And if that isn't functioning at the, on the worst end, you get vertigo. That's a severe mismatch. Brad talked about mismatches. It's a severe mismatch of your inner ear with your visual system. So if I'm looking and I see that everything's straight out here, but my inner ear is telling me that I'm sideways, you're going to get sick because your, your brain is freaking out and you need to lay down. That's, that's its only protection for you right now, is please lay down, what the heck is going on? So that's, <laughs> that's your vestibular system and why it's really important. So if you are losing, you know, if your balance is getting worse as you age, your vestibular system is a really important part of that. Um, your visual system is also an important part of that, um, but they all play into balance, strength, 
mobility. And we'll talk more about that, but just want to make sure everybody knew kind of how these pieces uh, played into what we're talking about. Yeah, it's good information, Colin. So, I mean, with that said, you mentioned, as you mentioned, uh, you know, balance strength, um, um, getting out of pain. So how does Z Health, how can Z Health help someone um, alleviate some of the, um, maybe the pain or the, the strength issues that they're actually going through? That was for you, Brad. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, well, so the brain is a wondrous thing. Um, so the way the brain works is the brain's number one job is survival. So let's start. Let's start with some just basic, really basic neurology stuff. Number one job is survival. Um, and the 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 visual system, the vestibular system, and the proprioceptive system are three systems that take in information. Your brain interprets the information and creates an output. Um, so you have input, interpretation, output. If the brain, if the old brain, if you separate the, it, the brain into two pieces, you have a, an, an old brain and a new brain, or you know, old brain, AKA lizard brain. The lizard brain says it's not safe. Then the new brain is gonna be like, all right, well, what do I need to do to make sure that I don't hurt myself or uh, I survive this, whatever, this situation? Um, and you're going to get the output. Um, but in the if it is safe, then the new brain is going to be like, all right, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Um, so number one job, survival. So in terms of pain and uh, and making you know injuries and things like that better, you need to you need to take that into consideration first like is the brain is already recognizing that a certain movement or position is unsafe so it's going to not it's going to create the the signal of pain so that you don't go into it right so let's say my wrist hurts uh in extension what's going to happen is the brain is saying this hurts this is a danger spot. So it's going to give the, the pain signal and say, don't do this because it's a, there's a fear of injury. Okay. So um, what I would tend to do is I would make sure that I would work this range uh, of motion without any pain and gradually kind of build the range of motion so that there is no pain. Um, and it's a very slow process um, and you can move the joint super, super slow. Um, but it's all about the clarity. Um, you know, Sea Health really emphasizes the said principle. Um, so if we're taught specific adaptation to impose demand. So they really are emphasizing this in, um, you know, that means that the body adapts to what it does, but more precisely, the body will uh, perfectly adapt to exactly what it does. Okay, so that means that if you're doing things like this all day long, it's going to adapt to that. Or if you're sitting at a desk all day long, it's going to adapt to that position. So we need to make sure that whatever position that you're taking is not interfering with the signal that's coming through. So if we have a pain signal, coming back to the pain signal, um, if we have a pain signal in the wrist, we need to first turn off the pain signal. So we need to change the input that changes the interpretation so that we get a different output. Um, and 
we can do we can do that. Those are those are uh, again really very interesting things uh, in the neurology world that you can you can actually reduce or completely get rid of pain by doing specific movements um, to change the interpretation, um, and that creates a better output. Again, creating better performance. So we would do different movement drills. We could do different eye drills. We could do different vestibular drills. Anything that's going to um, help change that interpretation and reduce the pain. I love I that. Think, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say what we're talking about here and, and why this is so important is that, that you have to reframe the idea of what pain is because pain is a message from your brain to an area of your body, not the other way around. And so your brain is sending the pain signal and that's whether or not that signal is, it's not always accurate. It's not always to say, oh, I have pain, therefore I am getting injured right now. Mm -hmm. That often is not the case. Usually the pain signal is because of various other threat factors that are coming in. And to Brad's point, it's interpreting it as a threat and therefore it's sending pain signals, even though those are not accurate. This doesn't mean that we want to do things that are going to hurt people. It means we use this information to understand, okay, you should be able to move your wrist this way. That should not be an issue. If it's an issue, that means something else is going on. And that's where there's all these drills and things. And, and actually, Brad, I think this might, I'm just curious, any examples of, of simple things that you've done or, or could do, not necessarily for the wrist, but similar types of situations where there's pain in one area and we do a movement drill or an eye drill or something and all of a sudden it's fixed. Yeah, there's a there's a thing called a mirror drill. Um, so if you think of your body in, in neurology terms, we're, we're an X, right? So, uh, you know, my right arm is connected to my left leg and vice versa. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, let's say, let's say we do have the wrist pain quickest way to try to reduce or completely get rid of the pain. Um, so left wrist pain, you would wanna do a right ankle drill, whether it's a circle or a tilt or uh, a toe pull, anything like that, you would want to get, um, get the right ankle moving to see if you can um, decrease some of the pain in the left wrist. And that works the whole way uh, across the body. So the elbow, pain in the elbow, do a right knee, do a knee drill, pain in the shoulder, do a hip drill, um, you know, pain in the neck, you can do some pelvic drills. Um, and then it, it works vice versa. If you have knee pain, um, I've had, I have um, some clients that will go on hikes and they get knee discomfort and they'll stop and they'll do some elbow drills, elbow circles, and the knee pain will go away and they'll finish their hike. Like it's just, a, it's a really, and it takes 10 seconds to do 10 circles, right? And that's all they need to, re to completely get rid of any knee pain. So, you know, uh, you know, I can confidently say what Colin said was, uh, you know, threat is a, or a pain is a threat signal from the, the brain to the area. It's not the other way around. So that signal is saying something might be here and it's wishy-washy, but it's not always accurate. Do the drill, get rid of the pain, finish what you're doing. Yeah, and I, I, it sounds to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds to me that it's more of just reprogramming the brain to think of it a little bit differently. So I think, uh, I mean, 
like for me, if I was to get injured, I injured an, an area like a knee or shoulder or what have you. My natural reaction is to favor that area that I felt I injured mm -hmm. or, or it's feeling the pain. So all the, you know, over time, as you said, uh, the adaptation, you naturally adapt to just no, thinking that you can't do more with that area. Um, so then you're, you're kind of putting, um, forcing other areas to kind of compensate for it. Uh, but then that also creates a, a lot more issues down the road. So addressing it in a different manner and getting your brain to think about it in a different manner can give you a better mobility. Is it, am I, am I close to that in yeah. terms of? Yeah, yeah, that's, there's the strong potential for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and in, in the grand scheme of things, you're, yeah, you're changing the interpretation, you're remapping the signal um, in, you know, with the joint drill. So you're not just, um, in that instance, you are, you're all you're aiming for is to get rid of some pain. Mm -hmm. But when pain subsides, rehab begins. Okay, so if you do have, let's say you have consistent knee pain and doing the elbow circle relieves the pain for a short period period of time there's a consistent issue that might need to be worked on um, and you go and you do things uh, you know you work on the knee you work on the hip you work on the ankle potentially work all the way up and down the spine because that the the force that you have on a walk runs all the way through the leg through the hips up through your spine and into the opposite shoulder which causes that arm swing um, so you can work any drill, any or all drills, all the way through that force production line to help improve the rehabilitation of that knee. And that remaps the interpretation of the signal. Um, the way I like to explain to my clients is um, your body is a fuzzy map and the brain is a map reader. Okay, so if the map is fuzzy, it's gonna it's gonna take really weird ways. The the directions to get there is gonna be unclear. It's gonna take wrong turns occasionally, and you get pain and you get misalignment of of movements and you get mismatch of sensory systems. What we try to do with the Z Health stuff and the neurology stuff is try to clear up the map so that the brain reader has a much more efficient way of getting the signal out and the output to uh, become much cleaner um, and much better for the for the client involved does that make sense yeah it, it makes total sense and i it's uh i think one of the things that we don't really think about when it comes to that is we're just natural you know natural process of of shall we say correcting an area that maybe is causing discomfort or or pain or what have you is to address strictly that area not realizing that other aspects come into play as well Right. Everything um, is connected and yeah. you have to work more than just that injured area to create better movement. Sure. And so that's with pain. So what about, uh, what about improving performance, improving strength and mobility and, and that sort? Um, how does, how does Z health come into play with that? Same principle. You would mm -hmm. just use, um, more of, uh, integration of the systems. So mm -hmm. where, pain you can use a single system to help reduce the pain um, when it comes to performance you use integration of the system so in a sports world um, you use all the systems all the time 
um, and you use them at a high quality and everything's really fast um, and you need to be able to react quickly, that type of thing. But in a real world setting in just normal life without sports involved, um, you still need the integration. It's just not on such a high level, right? So, so we would do, we would work on things where you would do multiple system drills at one time. So we do something called uh, an infinity walk where we would set up a couple of pillars and you would find a spot on the side and you'd keep your eyes on the spot and you would have to make a figure eight around the pillars without losing sight of the spot. Um, a simple integration drill. So you're using your visual system, your vestibular system is involved as you're turning your head and then your proprioceptive system while you're walking, right? That's an integration drill. So we could do something like that simply to improve somebody's performance um we do other things like a, a star chart to help improve coordination and decision making skills um we can do um, you can do any of the drills with added resistance so um you know uh, a shoulder circle we can attach a super band to your arm and do a shoulder circle um, to create the sense of having to focus on body tension, but also joint clarity at the same time. Um, and all that works in relation to making sure that the body can function well, and it can function at higher limits than just walking. And, and you mentioned like the, the walking aspect. So it's, uh, would this work for somebody if they're trying to, uh, if they're having challenges being able to do some leisure activities like hiking or, um, whatever you know whatever the the activities that they may have loved it before and just haven't been able to do for one reason or another yeah 100 percent. this stuff yeah. this stuff can help in every aspect of every part of your life including sports and if you're if your goal is to be able to sit at your desk without any pain this can help right that's it's everywhere i was i was going to add one thing because you know, what, probably one of the most common reasons people come to us is, or at least one of the things they want to do is lose weight. And sometimes we'll start doing these drills and people don't get why, how this at all pays into losing weight. And the key thing to understand is all of these things are helping you to move better and move stronger. And so if you're able to work out harder in the gym, you're going to burn more calories. Now we all know you got to change your diet to lose weight too. So don't forget about that piece. But just from a pure exercise perspective, this stuff is really important because to lose weight, number one thing is you have to be consistent in your exercise. And if you hurt yourself and there's pain, we have to take care of that. If you can't move well, so you can't actually lift that much weight, you're not going to be able to lose weight. So we need you moving really well and moving a lot going to help burn calories and boost your metabolism and put on lean muscle that's going to help boost your metabolism and so all these things that are that we need to do in the gym if your visual system isn't functioning well if your vestibular system isn't functioning well and certainly if your body system isn't functioning well you're just not going to be able to do much and so this this plays into this even though it might not have a direct you know okay i'm doing this shoulder circle right now and I'm not burning any calories. What am I doing here? It matters. <laughs> Very much so. Quality over quantity first. Yeah, always. Yeah, absolutely, always. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, and it is uh, most definitely like everything that you spoke about, it's, 
as we said, it's just it's just something that we don't think about. And just the general public doesn't really think about how important the neuroscience aspect really comes into play in terms of some of the improvements that we're actually seeking. Um, so we're our focal point um, typically is just the area that that needs the attention, but not realizing that there are many other aspects that comes into play uh, to allow for better performance and better productivity in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it, Brad, with, with the Z health aspect, you know, it's obvious that MIT's been doing this for, for quite some time. Uh, what are some examples? What are some examples in terms of uh, some improvements that you've seen with, uh, with some of the people that work with us um, in terms of uh, where it benefited them? Um, yeah, easy. So a lot of it is, comes down to just movement ability. So mobility, flexibility. Uh, we've had some people doing just simple, like uh, what's called a yes drill. Um, so you keep your eye on a target and you just move your head up and down like you're saying yes. And you can see immediate improvement in a toe touch. Um, you know, I had another client that was doing uh, a thoracic spine drill and immediately would get two inches extra in, in his toe touch. Uh, and uh, for, for anybody's asking, what is uh, the thoracic spine? It's the middle middle of your back, so from the neck to the bottom of your rib cage. There we go. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, one one uh, another one was um, yeses and noes. So yeses and noes to help reset the vestibular system, so somebody didn't get seasick, and it worked great, right? It was a, it was a two week that was a two week thing. You did it a couple of times a day for two weeks leading up to a boat trip. And boom, his seasickness was virtually gone. Uh, That's so, cool. Yeah, so just some really basic examples of what Z Health can do for you. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Z Health is pretty diverse in terms of where can, the benefits are. It's, uh, um, I mean, seasickness. Uh, I get seasickness myself. I'm gonna have to try to use that. <laughs> Yeah, works great. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of people get motion sickness, and that's just a mismatch of the vestibular and the visual systems. Yeah, I, I would imagine like anybody who who has issues in terms of uh, getting car sickness in terms of that motion aspect of it, I'm sure some of this will help too. So if you like to do long distance travel and there's you happen to be in, um, on a road trip that that requires a little bit of windy roads and and what have you. Um, this would benefit too. And to your point, Andrew, the, the, you know, from the lowest level, just being able to move better to high level performance, it really does cover everything. Um, it's, you know, it's fun. Every once in a while, we'll get some high school athletes and this stuff is unbelievable when you use it, especially with somebody, you know, of that age, um, trying to, you know, jump higher or hit the ball further or whatever because they just have such immediate react, you know, responses. As you get older, still has huge responses, but you have to do the drills a little bit more because you've patterned incorrectly for so long. It just takes longer to get your brain to, to move <laughs> in the right direction. Um, but yeah, for athletes, it, it can really be some cool stuff. And it made me think of, and Brad, you might be able to talk to this more than me, but just how important I, I think of it I think of like joint mobility or, or not even mobility, but having a clear map of what movement is available to you in your joints and how much that plays into your strength. So your ability to, you know, fully utilize your muscles 
I, again, I'm a little fuzzy on this, but I think like your muscles actually, your brain will inhibit your muscles, right? If, if it isn't clear on what movement is, is going to be safe or not. Am I, is that how, I'm, am I correcting in saying yes, that? And, and that will happen more likely if there's a pain signal. Um, the muscles will, will be inhibited due to uh, the extra pain signal. Uh, but yeah, if you're, if the joint clarity is not there, you're not using your body to its fullest potential. So if you're an athlete and you want to improve your performance, joint clarity is huge. Not only joint clarity, but just joint clarity through all ranges of the motion and even getting more into a sport specific position. So like a golfer, you know, might need to work on uh, a shoulder circle this direction for his backswing. Um, they might need to work on thoracic mobility for for the swing in general hip hips right everything comes down to being sport specific um, reducing pain in all ranges of motion and having the ability to move well in all ranges of motion yeah it's um yeah it's it is really good stuff it's actually fascinating especially if you're trying to I think one of the things that we we can all agree on is that the human body is quite possibly the most complex mechanism that's out there. Not only on, on its complexity, but it's the most advanced mechanism that's out there as well in terms of how everything functions. Um, and uh, there's still so much to learn, I think, from all aspects in terms of what we can and cannot do and and what our limits are and, and, and so on. Um, you know, and I think one of the things that... Uh, we don't realize is that oftentimes we don't recognize when our body is not functioning the way it's designed just because it's over time and or maybe we uh, we're, we adapt to our limitations or whatever the case is um, and oftentimes our body can do so much more than what we believe it can do um, in terms of movement and motion and all that am i right oh yeah Almost okay um oh, yeah. So with that, so with that, if uh, how can someone at home listening recognize where some of the, where uh, some additional attention or from the from this aspect can come into play? Now, what are some key factors maybe that they can kind of look into or or um, recognize that that maybe a little bit of neuroscience or a little, you know, interpretation in terms of that aspect can actually help with improvements? Well, that's a tough question. Um, it really, really comes down to like, if you have an interest in it, you need mm -hmm. to do a little bit of uh, education um, because you're not going to, it's hard to learn um the drills and such on your own like you're you're not going to know them unless you've been taught them um so you might want to like you could have you could reach out to the z health organization and look into their essentials certification program which is you know just a bunch of videos they can do it online they can do it in person but um, that's a great place to start just for some basic neurology knowledge and uh and they give you a very broad spectrum of a lot of the drills that get used throughout the the different certifications in z health um you know we i would be happy to help somebody out and give them some education pieces like a one book that would be really good to start with is a book called the brain that changes itself um, and that one talks about neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to remap 
things. Um, that's a, again, really good place to start. Um, but yeah, as far as doing basic drills, again, that part of that is just, you know, coming to somebody with a Z help not background and, and getting some basic knowledge on what, what to do and when type of situation. Yeah, that's great. And I would imagine it's more than anything, it's just a recognition. Um, recognizing that if you feel that there are some limitations or if you if you have some chronic discomforts that uh, you haven't really been able to address, um, or if you feel that maybe uh, you're not able to perform at the level or the caliber that you would like to perform in whatever activity that you're doing, is that uh, it may not necessarily just be the, the physical aspect of it, but it could be more, there could be a um, neurology side of it that could be tied into it as well. Um, is that a, a safe? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's And there's many situations that would be, um, that you would wanna recognize. So things like, like if you have random pains for no reason or, um, or pain that moves, right? Like one day it's your shoulder that bothers you. The next day it's a hip. Uh, you know, those are all, that's a neurology thing that that's going to be um, tied into the amount of input that's coming in and the interpretation and the output that's going out is like, there's, uh, you know, sometimes you get too much input and the, and the brain interprets it as a threat and will, the output becomes pain or discomfort or a lack of control in a movement or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely recognition of odd patterns, things that aren't normal in your day-to-day, -day. Um, visual discrepancies might come up, hearing things, your balance gets thrown off, um, things like that. Those are good to have some self-recognition on. And, and then uh, once you've figured out that there's an issue, then you can seek the help. Yeah, I think it just makes me think, almost all movement and physical, anything physical, there is a neurology component. The, the body is controlled by the brain. So you can't, you can't separate the two. Um, how much you have to use this stuff to get the results you want, that can depend a little bit. It, I would say it would never uh, hurt the situation, but there might be some, you know, you could start lifting weights and start seeing some straight gains. You can you can make progress, but you will be limited by whatever you know fuzzy brain map you have or past injury you have if you aren't also working towards those or working to resolve those. So it's always going to be a, a piece of it. Doesn't mean you can't see some results on your own, but yeah, either getting into it yourself or coming to see a, a fitness professional that knows something about this stuff can be super helpful. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of great information, a lot of fascinating information in terms of, you know, this, this aspect in terms of how your brain works and how everything ties to it and, and how your body is able to interpret um, the functionality uh, that, that our body goes through. So good stuff. Um, is there anything else, if for anybody out there, is there anything that you would like to add in regards to the whole concept of the Z health and neuroscience and and all that. I have one more thing, but Brad, any uh, last no, words? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, I just, it's a, it's a concept that Z Health, they're the first ones that introduced this to me. 
And I feel like it, it not only plays into what we're talking about, but it plays into a lot of things is the idea of the threat bucket. And I just think it's really a, a good visual to understand how your body works and how your brain works is that your, your brain can only handle so much threat. Um, but threat can come from a lot of ways, right? You could have an injury and that will send you know, signals to your brain, but there's other things that can play in as well. And threat and stress can be somewhat seen as the same thing in this case. So if you're really stressed out at work, your threat level is higher. If, uh, if you're you know, working out way too hard, we see this in uh, certain types of you know, high intensity exercise programs where there's no breaks and people just go, 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 and they are increasing their threat levels. If you aren't sleeping, you're increasing your threat levels. And so as your threat bucket starts to you know, fill up, if it gets too high, it will spill over. And the way that your brain sends that signal is pain or sickness, or it could, it could even be gaining weight. That some people gain weight simply because they're stressed. Their eating, their eating has not changed that much. So we all know when we get stressed, we usually don't have the best behavior you know, habits anyway. So it all plays in, but there's different ways that your brain will actually send out these signals. It can send them out in stiffness. It can send them out in um, getting weaker. We talked about that earlier, where you, you actually don't have the physical capacity that you would otherwise. And so just think about all these different threats and stresses that are coming in, and they all play a role in how you are going to perform. And so the stuff we're doing is really important, right? If we can help to clear up some maps and make sure your visual and vestibular systems are all working together nicely, that's great. Um, but sleep is important. What, I can't believe I forgot. What you eat is important. That can be a huge stress if you're eating a bunch of junk. Um, alcohol obviously is a stressor on the body. And so it doesn't mean that any one of these things is gonna crush you by itself, but especially in the world we live in, there are, can be a lot of stressors coming in and each of those things can play a role. And there was a study that just fascinates me to this day that they looked at um, that the biggest correlation to back pain is how much you like your job. Doesn't have to do with a past injury. Doesn't have to do with, you know, sitting at a desk or, you know, all the things that we might attribute to back pain. The, the biggest reason why you would have back pain is because you don't like your job because that's where you're spending most of your life. So if you're stressed out all day at work, you're probably gonna have some pain. And just as a side note, your back does have, I think, isn't your back has the most pain receptors of any area of the body, Brad? Is that, am I remembering that correctly? Possibly, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, think they, I think I remember that from one of the courses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just an interesting thing to think about and how all of these things play in and that we, you know, we want to be looking at a lot of these pieces, which is why, you know, when we talk to our clients, it's not just about them coming in and exercising. We are talking to them about diet and stress and, you know, what are they doing to help, you know, improve their entire threat situation so they can perform at the highest level and, and just not be super stressed all the time because that's no fun. Yeah, that's good. Really good information. So bottom line is just making sure that we take care of our bodies correctly. 
taking care of our bodies in, in all aspects, in a physical side, the neural side, uh, all of that has a, an important part in terms of our longevity, uh, has a very important part in terms of our functionality. Um, and probably the most important, uh, the, the biggest factor is just our, our ability to enjoy what life has to offer um, more than anything else. So taking care of ourselves will just give us that opportunity to whatever the whatever we our enjoyment is uh, that we can actually fulfill it so it's all that yes, yeah indeed. so uh, once again i just appreciate both of you guys for jumping on uh this uh, and just sharing a little bit of information in regards to this aspect of the one thing that we probably don't think enough about um in terms of just the health and fitness side of things and uh once again appreciate uh brad's input and colin's input in terms of all the information that they provided. Yeah, thank you, Andrew, for leading the charge on this. And thank you to Brad for all your insights. And also just a shout out to Brad for all of the courses that he has done, because this is some dense stuff. Uh, you know, Brad, Brad's done a good job of <laughs> bringing it into the main points, but this is hours and hours of uh, you know brain science that yeah. Brad has gone through. And uh, even more and hours of practice. Yes, <laughs> but it's worth it. You know, it, this Very is what much. matters to, to help people out. So thank you, Brad. And thank you, Andrew. Yeah, appreciate you guys. All right, All right guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Take Andrew. Take care.